My mom's a pilot. My grandfather was a pilot. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Don't compare yourself to Top Gun. You're getting red. Because it's hot in here. <laughs> 300 degrees in here. Max. They, they're getting all oh, the speaking of which everyone's sweaty in this movie. <laughs> oh, don't even like, talk about that. Don't bring that up. Okay. Every, yes. Everyone, yeah. every minute of the movie it's is like sweating. more coconut it's oil. Dripping. I know they're like, spritz them, spritz them down. When they finally fire up a jet and that jet takes off, and you see the back with the, it like, transitions yeah. from the Top Gun theme song to Danger Zone. It's the best. Yeah. You get right into it. That song and Eye of the Tiger. I could, I could listen to every minute of every day. That's what I work out to. That's the best. If you have a six minute workout, <laughs> those two songs are <laughs> no, done. That's super weird. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakashane, darling, Dakashane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, every year, the best of the best mortgage companies compete in a five-week training program. At the end of this, whoever can provide the best customer service, best rates, goes on the plaque. Do you believe that? Do they do this? They don't. And, And while none of this is actually true, if there were, Charlie and the team at Sonic Loans would be... Top Gun. Is Charlie an instructor? No. A female instructor? No, no, no. Oh. He's just Sonic Loans. Oh. Please reach out to Charlie and his team at sonicloans.com. Fixed, adjustable, 15-year, 30-year. Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Max, because Sonic Loans is ready to get you into the loan you need and deserve. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation called 248-595-0001. Max, remember that time when I went ballistic with the Admiral's daughter, Penny Benjamin? Of course. <laughs> who could forget that? <laughs> Do you know who was there to bail me out, make sure my career as a fighter pilot stayed on track? Bolton Legal Group. True, true story. True story. Aggressive, efficient, Bolton Legal Group is your one-stop shop. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and prepare to win your case. If they can get me out of trouble, if they can keep me flying clean, they're definitely the people you want in your corner. Business law, real estate law, uh, naval aviation law, whatever you, they can support. Call sign law. That's right. That's right. Uh, let them be your wingman through the legal process. Additionally, I can't help but feel that Carol, the widow of Goose, probably filed a wrongful death suit against the U.S. military, and Bolton Legal Group is who I would have had to avenge Goose's death. I don't think they should do that. <laughs> Today's episode, Rewatching and Recasting Top Gun, Part 1. On May 16, 1986, there was a movie released that forever changed the Navy, fighter pilots, and volleyball. Names like Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer, Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, and Kenny Loggins were forever cemented into the foundation of 80s film. The purpose of this movie was to teach the lost art of awesomeness and ensure that a handful of movie watchers who saw the film had the best experience possible. They succeeded. Today, people call it a classic, but the fans call it Top Gun. Today on Buzz in the Tower which in no way is legally affiliated with Top Gun and whose name and likeness is in no way a copyright violation as it is a parody of the original, we'll be re-watching and recasting Top Gun. Scene by scene, we'll make our case for the Top Gun plaque, occasionally stopping to recast the main roles with other actors and actresses from the 1980s. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the slider to my maverick, Max Sanders. And with that... Crash and burn, huh, Mo? Max... You stink. The time has come. And you start with giving me Slider? You are Slider. No, I mean, I'm a Rick Rossovich super fan, but I'm not Slider. You're Slider. I'm not a bully who... He's not a bully. He is. He's kind of like weak and he's handsome. He's very handsome. Can we not get hung up on this? I mean, there's, he, there's bigger fish to fry here. Do you know what other movies he's been in? Roxanne is the only one that's important. The Terminator. I, he's the boyfriend. I know. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I someone did, did his homework. I might be <laughs> guessing on Jeremy. I'm not 100% sure on that. Top Gun. Jeremy spoken. Oh, Top Gun. I got, I'll, I'll, can I kick things off the way that I want to kick things off? Sure. Till I make you take me on your mighty wings. Why are you singing already? Oh, come on. Why are you doing Danger Zone? I Listen, Danger Zone has its own special place. But what, At the beginning. What gets forgotten a lot. Take my breath away. Is Cheap Trick. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the thing you start out Do you know out the with? other song that Cheap Trick sings it's not in this movie but it's like you should know it now what everybody's working oh, for yeah. the weekend that's a that's a great song max you and i saw a cheap trick in concert i don't remember that i know one. you don't remember this yeah. so i have to tell the story and then yeah, come on no top. it's all top gun after this but i have to tell the story okay you and i were on a party bus on our way to go see poison yep Def leopard cheap trick that's that's factual and a gentleman that we're friends with who i'm not going to name fudo no it wasn't fudo <laughs> and his first wife kept on having to pull over in the party bus and go to the bathroom which delayed us and we missed 
the first half of Cheap Trick where he played Everybody's Working for the Weekend. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that. I do. I was wearing mascara. I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> never ever forget, my friend. Max Top Gun. This is yes. this is no joke. It's what we're based on. It well, it, careful. We got our legal team behind us because we don't want to draw too much attention to what we are or are not based on. <laughs> Let's just say that Buzz in B U Z Z N the yep. Tower very different from Buzz in the Tower. Extremely. And our logo. Very different from the Top Gun logo. So are we clear on that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Excellent work, Max. Excellent work. So we're doing something different today. We have three episodes. This first episode, part one, where we're going to rewatch and talk about the movie, but we're also going to do our classic recasting. Yep. That's going to be a two-parter. So that'll be this week and next week. The following week, you and I, we've got a date with Destiny. You and I are going to the movies. We're going to see Maverick. We are coming straight from the theater to the studio to record our reaction to Top Gun Maverick. I don't know if I'm going to make it a week without seeing it. I will break your neck. Will I you, will I will bury you under the earth if you, you see that movie without me. Will you be able to tell? Yes, because you are. The, this is one of the things I really love about you. The world's worst liar. I'm going to be in San Diego. The world's worst liar. I'm going to like all the uh, historical monuments. I know. And, the yeah. only, and you better not go see the movie. That's, I'll kill you. Oh, <laughs> I swear to God, I'll kill you. I'll end the show. Really? Okay. I will walk off the show. This okay. will be my walk off the show minute. Okay. If you see that movie without me. Okay, fine. God. Do we have to hold hands? No, but you can't go see. Can we get the cuddle seat? You can't go see the movie that was not the inspiration for our <laughs> logo and name of our podcast, just so we're clear. You can't go see that without me. Yeah. I'll, I'll kill you. I swear to God. The reviews are in too. And, and they're amazing. Yeah. I've, I've been shielding myself from like spoilers. I don't want to know anything. Do you know what my favorite? I saw an article on The Ringer. Are you about to do what I've been shielding myself from doing? Because sometimes you're slow and I want to make sure you understand I don't want to know anything about the movie. You're just going to laugh about this. Because uh, I'll kill you. The, the, A lot the, of death threats today. The title of the article was Dad Core is Back. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that great that's great just picture a bunch of dudes in new bounces it's and so true it's been like so yeah, true this yep. is my movie this is my movie <laughs> this is so <laughs> true it's so true oh that's great all right so max exciting day for us let's get all of the stuff out of the way we got to get out of the way so first of all follow us on social media at buzz in the tower on tiktok on instagram a lot we got of top gun stuff great top, we are top gun heavy for yep. the next few weeks um check out our website buzzinthetower.com, where you can pick up some officially licensed merchandise. Very nice stuff. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music. Leave reviews. You know the drill. Yeah. No patrons to welcome this week. And Max, I got nothing else. I want to I wanna fast forward. I want to get into this movie. Yeah. I want to get in fast. I feel a need. A need for speed? We're going to do some quotes. Yeah. I got some quotes. So structure-wise, we got to talk about some very small rules. Nothing too overwhelming. Why? Why? Wah, wah. <laughs> Standard recasting rules, once we use an actor, yep. that actor is no longer available. And once we use that movie, oh. that movie's not available. I don't think we've done that before. I think we have. Okay. But I could be wrong. No, no, it's, it's fair. And I do not have backups. This was, of all of the recastings that we've ever done, I found for the most important characters, this to be the most difficult for me. Really? Yep, really did. I have like five backups on each one. Because you are special. I, yeah. Well, yeah. I can replace anybody with anything. That's true. That's, like I you guess, could, a charming thing. Like, you could be a cat I and could I could be. do this podcast. <laughs> I'd love to see <laughs> Max, and, Max and Mr. Meow. Damn it, Mittens. <laughs> You stomped on my ad. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'll probably know how you feel. I can't wait until like a month after that, the cat throws you off the show. <laughs> Mittens is bigger than Rogan. Uh, you just went to go see Rogan. How was that? It was fun. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah, he's something. His eyes can penetrate anybody. Like, it's disturbing to watch his eyes bulge out. You're yeah. like, whoa. He, well, he's on like all these different natural. Deer blood. Yeah, he's doing yeah. a lot of things. All right. So. This is unique. Like I said, we've done episodes where we've talked just about a movie. We've done recasting episodes. We've never done both. 
So we're going to start off with your favorite part. We're going to go through all the fun facts. The ones that are specific to scenes or characters, we might drip those facts in later, but we'll talk big picture, things that people don't know. Yeah, or maybe yeah, or maybe some people know, but not a lot. Then we're going to start talking about this movie. As we go through the movie, I don't mind doing the recasting chronologically, meaning like as you're introduced to a character, we could talk about who we'd recast him as. But every once in a while, I'm going to kind of swap that around because I can't. I feel dirty recasting Goose and Maverick first. Yeah. And that'd be silly to me. Like, look, we want to wait until the end. We want to build that up. That's a part two, right? We want to throw it in the part two. Can we do the dog recasting? I don't want to do the dog recasting. You know there's a dog in this movie. I do know there's a dog in this it's movie. It's like, it's just a drive-by just Labrador. A one, I know. You're like, whoa. drive-by Labrador. <laughs> Where'd you go, buddy? That's great. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not recasting the dog. So, Max, before I, I give you the mic and have to sit here staring into your Pete Davison eyes. <laughs> I got discombobulated. You asked me to, like, That's give okay. a synopsis. You get easily confused. Yeah. 1986. May 16th. What, what a year. May 16th, 1986. Directed by Tony Scott. This is a Don Simpson, Jerry Brockheimer production starring Tom Cruise. And uh, that's all you need to know. Val, <laughs> Val, Val Kilmer. Screwing well, this up. We'll talk about the characters later. I yeah. don't really, I, you know, look. It made $357 Just relax. You're going to your, get to your stuff in a minute. As students at the United States Navy's Elite Fighter Weapons School compete to be the best of the best in their class, one daring young pilot learns a few things from a civilian instructor that are not taught in the classroom. That sounds Mo- like. Moodlight blue making uh, out. I, we're going to talk about. <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> We're talking about the snake fight that is their tongue. Um, this movie is the greatest movie ever made. It, <laughs> it's, not, it's it's up there. Eighties movies wise, it's on the Mount Rushmore. So it's practical effects. It's one of the most all star casts kind of coming into their own, and it's just. Nothing even, what even comes close to this? Nothing. All right. I gave you the quick synopsis. I gave you who directed it. Did I say Tony Scott directed it? Yeah. Do you know how he got this movie, by hold the on, way? Hold on. Hold okay. on. I'm, well, I, we're talking I, about you're, him. You're ready to go. I am, I'm taking myself down a notch. Okay. Hit me. What do you got? All right. Let's first start with Tony's. Well, no, no. We're going to start with how much movie. Let's start with dollars because I like dollars. That's where you like to start. Now, this movie, quote unquote, cost $15 million. It, for everyone out there, it did not cost $15 million. It probably would cost $400 million if the Navy didn't subsidize the cost of production because they saw it as an advertising tool for people in aviation. It was a incredible recruiting tool. They yep. put recruiting booths outside yes, of did. the theaters. Can you imagine the uproar now if that would happen? Oh, well, <laughs> one of the fascinating things I found about the facts on this movie is when we get to recasting, we talk about some of the people that are up for the roles. They turned it down because they wanted nothing to do with this pro-war, pro-military agenda. So if you listen to the reviews of 1986, like Roger Ebert and some other ones, they were very conflicted. They were like, this is an awesome movie. It's fun to watch. It's war propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> so their recruiting increased by 500%. 500% for the six or seven years afterwards. Yeah. God knows what's going to happen now. I know. I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> Already, I haven't even seen it. I want to, go to, I space. Want to be an astronaut. Well, it's like it amps you up. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Whatever you say, continue. What if, continue. What if Mars X is ran by me? I want nothing. <laughs> I want nothing to do with it. It's a horrible, horrible thing. So it made three hundred fifty-seven million dollars worldwide. That's a lot of money. It is the highest grossing film of 1986. Uh, yes, it is. And it was not kind of seen as something that was going to blow up like this. Right. Like people didn't think it was like, this was just Jerry Brockheimer and Don Simpson's brainchild. Brainchild from an article that was in yeah. a May 1983 magazine called Top Guns by Yud Yone. I'm probably butchering that name. It was a piece that explored the life of fighter pilots in the Naval Air Station Miramar in San Diego, self-named Fighter Town USA. Uh, but that was the impetus of all this. It wasn't based on a novel. It was literally like a magazine magazine article. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Simpson and Bruckheimer had attention spans no, outside of that. They needed quick, quick, quick feed me, feed me more input. So before they got Tony Scott, do you know who turned down this movie? No. 
John Carpenter. Oh, Carpenter. That would have been exciting. <laughs> I mean, the deaths would have been more gruesome. <laughs> Goose's heads would have just exploded. Right? Or David Cronenberg. Oh, my God. Which would have been even worse. But well, would you have gotten, uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to accidentally take away one of your recasting. Would you have gotten Goldblum as Maverick if you got Cronenberg? No. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. No, he's too, he's too manic and nervous. Yeah. And he's not, like, Goose is, actually, he might have been a good Goose. All right, all right, all Sorry, right. I'm I don't want to do this to you. I'm not going to do this So too. they find Tony Scott. Yeah. At this time, this is before Beverly Hills Cop 2. Do you, are you a Tony Scott guy? I am, well, because of what you're about to talk about. Oh, I mean, like, are you the domino, man on fire, that kind of stuff? No, but okay. I am. I, true romance. Yes, true yeah. romance, absolutely. You know he did Spy Game, too? I did, yeah. yeah. Unstoppable, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide's a great movie. He is one of the most sepia-toned, like, Michael Bay, but in a weirder way. Mm-hmm. Like, everything looks awesome. Like, yeah. if, you, if I ever get to be put in a movie to look like how Tony Scott makes you look, I'd, it'd be top for me. So it's interesting. I think it's a great example because Michael Bay, to me, is almost the carnival jewelry version of Tony Scott. Yeah. Flashier, like shinier, but that, I, I mean, we're going to, when we jump into the scene by scene, the opening of this movie oh my is, is like, it's basically just like, it's a montage Everything's of, in uh, about, yeah, or, of being yeah. why you should be in the Navy. Everything's hazy. That's oh, great. Yeah. I, you mean leather jackets and aviators? Do you know what it feels like? It feels like the beginning of Point Break. Yeah, that the intro point break, which I know we're technically not supposed to talk about, but that soft, like real soft lens, the surfing, the yeah. waves, and then like the juxtaposition of that with uh, Utah being at the FBI Academy. It's just that reminds me of it for some saying reason. saying that aviation and being in this life is the coolest thing on the face of the earth. Yeah. And everybody is looking like they're having a blast. Yeah. Right. So do you know how he got hired? No. So they <laughs> Simpson and Bruckheimer, you know, they don't have time for many things. They saw an ad of a car racing a jet he did on TV and they're like, we want him. That's wild. Yeah. So he only did one movie before this that anyone really knew. Have you heard of The Hunger? I've not. It's a David Bowie, Susan Sarandon vampire movie from 1983. That's I've never seen it. I know. It sounds incredible. Yeah. Why, why have we not watched it? I know. And the big thing about this movie, before this, Tom Cruise wasn't on the A-list. Uh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't like the legend. He like, wasn't the legend, but he had a lot under his belt. I mean, Risky Business outperformed everybody's expectations and is in large part why they wanted him. He was B-level at this point. I'm Can we saying. talk about really quickly why how they got him to do it? Because he didn't want to do this movie. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> I think it's amazing. Do you want to say it or no? I do. Okay. So they went after him. They saw him in Risky Business and they were like, we want Tom Cruise. When we do recasting, I don't want to do it now in case you picked any of these guys. We'll talk about some other people that were up for the role. But they, he was not all excited about it. And then they hooked him up with the Blue Angels and put him in a jet. And yep. that did it. He's like, I'm in. Yeah, he, I'm threw absolutely up, in. he threw up, went on a phone. He goes, I love this. I'm in. Yeah. I don't care. Love it. Yeah. But you saying Tom Cruise was A-list at this point? You got to remember, Legend was a flop in 1985. All the Right Moves was a small indie movie that people liked. Since Risky Business, he had kind of a two-year gap where he wasn't like a big deal. You have to remember that. Max, Why aren't you remembering that? Taps, The Outsiders. You're skipping other movies that he got good critically acclaimed yeah, for. I'm saying people are right, right, okay. right, I'm not going to fight with you. Yes. Yeah. Continue. Uh, the writers were Jim Cash and Jack Epps, and they were a team of writers. And I guess Jim was a Michigan State guy, a Michigan guy. So Boo. that's cool. Um, that's connected enough. Boo. Okay. Big 10. <laughs> Together, they wrote The Secret of My Success, Turner and Hooch, Dick Tracy, Anaconda, which I love. Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. <laughs> I love Anaconda. Anaconda's garbage. You would love <laughs> you Anaconda. You can't scream when you can't breathe. Oh, uh, Jesus. Please don't ever quote Anaconda. And again. my favorite, the Flintstones in Viva La Rock Vavin. Uh, no. no, I can't say it. No, no. I'm going to leave that. Okay, I, fine. I like when you when you just glitch and can't <laughs> say certain things. That's incredible. So they, they knew how to write a good 80s movie. Well, they didn't have to look very far. The film has, I mean, let's talk about a few things since you're spending all this time talking about Viva Rock Vegas, which I can't believe you brought up. Kelly McGillis's character was based on an actual real-life uh, Navy employee. Yeah. Her name is Christine Fox, and she's a civilian flight instructor 
that producers met in Miramar doing the research, and she retired in 2014 as the acting deputy secretary of defense, which is the highest post ever held by a woman in the Department of Defense. Well, it makes sense. Isn't she's that cool? most important. She's Charlie. Yeah. She's very important. All of Maverick's stunt flying in this film was done by Scott Altman, which is funny. You said you want to be an astronaut because shortly after this, he went on to become an astronaut. Yeah. I, one of the things that I'm going to give you a weird comparison. You know how we always talk about how much we love Never Ending Story and, yeah. and, 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 <laughs> and Labyrinth, which you don't love. But no. we talk about practical effects. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that's great about this movie is this is way before they were comfortable with green screen. So everything that you're looking at is flight like actual flight time like that's why the government was so heavily involved you probably have the numbers on this but the only reason this movie got made was because of what the navy was willing to do yeah the pentagon only charged paramount 1.8 million dollars to use the planes but you could break it down i think they were technically supposed to charge 7800 dollars an hour for them to like you know use the gas sure. all that kind of stuff it's, it would have been hundreds of millions of dollars right if it wasn't their help so this is a tax this is a socialist movie taxpayer funded <laughs> film i'm a huge fan of that hey if anything else defines america more than this movie if this is not a bumper sticker for for America. So you brought up, I think you brought up the international haul that this movie did, right? Money-wise? 357 million. 180 domestic, so like 250. It is theorized that Tom Cruise is responsible for the international film junket. Because he like goes to other places for like two weeks at a time. So Tom Cruise is crazy. We all know this. But what people don't realize, aside from the jumping on the couch crazy, he is so committed to his craft. I mean, he puts a level of energy and effort into what he does that's unparalleled by anyone else. So he was on Jimmy Kimmel and he told Kimmel that the idea of premiering films in other countries, um, it said it took him a few years to get it going. And but that was something that he pushed really hard with Top Gun and like Jimmy Kimmel's like, oh, so basically all actors have you to blame because actors hate this. Mm. You know, they basically make a film. They spend a year working on a film and they have to travel to all these remote places to do PR for it. It sounds awesome. I don't know. I mean, all this sounds awesome to guys like you and I. Right. Can you guess who is the only actor not to puke in a plane? Out of the fighter pilots. I have no idea. It was Anthony Edwards. That makes sense. Doesn't? No, it doesn't. It's sure. unexpected. No, because he went on to be in uh, ER. So he's used to being around things that make him queasy and he's fine. <laughs> That's a really weird analysis. I mean, Revenge of the Nerds. By the way, has anyone <laughs> ever qu- as quickly gone from age 25 to 50 as Anthony Edwards? Uh, There's losing, no middle lose, ground. Losing your hair will do that for anyone, my I friend. guess. <laughs> it seems that nobody wanted to do this movie. Nope. So, so Val Kilmer didn't want to do this movie. His agent was the same, was Tom Cruise's agent. And or their agency, I guess they're both represented by the same agency. And they were like, you have to go audition. And they went to audition and he ended up kind of reluctantly doing it. And him and Tom Cruise did not like each other. And and that changed, obviously, like after the film, they actually grew quite a bit of respect for each other. But during shooting, a lot of that tension, that camaraderie, that competition, like that's real. Yeah. I mean, that's that's great. I think that's fantastic. To you. That. <laughs> uh, you can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> You can be mine. <laughs> I love you skip the square. Yeah, well, no, of course I can't say that. You can be mine. <laughs> so I understand why Kenny Loggins doesn't like the song Danger Zone as much as he I thought he would. He was the third choice for this. Yeah. So the song was written beforehand. He right. didn't write it. Was Brian Adams the first choice? Uh, Toto. Oh, it was Toto, then Brian Adams. No, then, then it was REO Speedwagon. Well, Brian Adams is in there too, so he's the fourth for choice. For another song, not this one. Are you sure? Oh, yes. you're right. It was, yeah. uh, it was the heaven one. Hold on a second. I'm sure on this one. Hold on just a second. They wanted (laughs) Brian Adams to provide his song, Only the Strong Survived, to the soundtrack, including singing Danger Zone. They asked him to sing Danger Zone. Okay. So you're wrong, buddy. No, I'm not. He turned them down uh, because he disagreed with the film's pro-war message. (laughs) But you know what he did instead? Like shortly after? Oh, Canada? No, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. uh, Everything I do. That's a great song. I think he won an Oscar for that. Yeah. I remember the music video for that. It gets me emotional. (laughs) 
What? It's great. All right, Max. Top Gun. What else? Uh, McGillis and Cruz had the chemistry. No chemistry? Had the chemistry of... <laughs> Zero chemistry. A wet blanket. You know, our first episode ever, ever, the, the very first episode we ever did on Buzz in the Tower, you referred to them having the same chemistry that you would have for your chair. Do you remember this? It's a good looking chair. It's a good looking chair. That's what you said. You're like a little lacquer on that. Yeah. It's, I mean, when we get to recasting, I have a few choice words about uh, Kelly McGillis. But she had the hots for someone else on the uh, staff. You don't say. Do you know who she dated for I a don't. year? Who? She dated Barry Tubb, a.k.a. Wolfman. Wolfman. From 86 to 87. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> He's a good, good-looking guy. Yeah, they're all they're all who, good-looking who's guys. Who's the best-looking? Is it Val Kilmer? You have such weird questions. Hollywood's pretty good-looking. I don't know. I'm a viper guy myself. <laughs> the mustache. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. pretty good. And there's not much I would change about this movie, but they Kelly won- McGillis. No, no, no. <laughs> they wanted to use Springsteen's "Born in the USA," but they couldn't get the rights. Oh, I don't. I no, that would have been great. I don't know. You got to think about it. The music in this movie—it's like none of them have listened to music since 1968. Yeah, they're listening to Otis Redding, yeah, yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis. Like, where's the '80s stuff that they love? You've yeah. lost that loving feeling. Like, yeah. where's their stuff? Yeah. Why aren't they singing like "And I Ran"? <laughs> I ran into a plane. <laughs> couldn't get away. <laughs> Mix I it too plain. That's so good. Oh, when you sing, yeah. that's how I know we're gonna have an episode. When you sing. All right, final final fact. This is really cool, actually. So, did you have the VHS of Top Gun? Mm, I probably did, but I couldn't tell you anything so about it. There's a theory that Top Gun created the home video industry because at the time, original VHS tapes, if you wanted to own a movie, they cost a hundred dollars at first release. Oh Jesus! Yeah, most people aren't buying that. No. So they sold in the video stores. You rent them out. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah. So they priced them way more aggressively. They priced them at 20 bucks. Okay. Because they got $8 million from Pepsi. So if you watch the movie, in the beginning, there's a giant Pepsi ad. Oh. And so they could charge 20 bucks. So everyone had Top Gun as like the kind of first VHS. First VHS. Yeah, pretty cool, right? I, I don't remember my first VHS. That's a great question. I'll have to dig and look for that. Homeward Bound, I think, for me. Yeah, could be. Disney yeah. Disney did really good. They had like the really nice covers. And yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was Homeward Bound Disney? I think it was. Yeah. And also Maverick's original first name. What's Evan? <laughs> kind of lame. Evan doesn't. It's like it Darth me. Wayne, and Darth <laughs> Darth Vader. Max, the film's soundtrack. Speaking of music, sold, sold nine million copies. That's a lot. That's like the entire music industry today. What was Kenny Loggins had two songs: "Playing with the Boys" and "Danger Zone." And remember how you, I know you and I have talked about this about how of all the songs he's ever done, like he has remorse. Is a "Danger Zone" yep. he has remorse for? How he doesn't have remorse <laughs> for the other song? Go watch the music video. In fact, do me a favor: make a TikTok video of a split screen. On the left, I want you to show the volleyball match. And on the right, I want you to show his video for this, which is a bunch of like young men and young women playing volleyball with each other, like in a gym. And like, it's all very sporty and like cute. It's weird. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You lost me at split screen. I'll check. I'll check on iMovie. All right. Good job, Max. Good job. Uh, And then Berlin had its song. And then Cheap Trick had its song. And then, what are you, Chris Farley? That was awesome. And then, <laughs> Remember awesome. that song? Remember that song? That <laughs> was right. cool. Nine million. Nine million. George uh, Marauder yeah. uh, produced it all. Yeah. The, the King of Disco. And Harold Faltemeyer was the, did sound? Yeah. yeah well, yeah, he yeah. did the Top Gun theme, yeah. which won the Oscar. Bum, 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 Do you know who plays guitar on that? The no. gu- slash? Like, Is it Slash? Uh, I'd say cl- it's Slash. It's, it's close. It's uh, Billy Idol's guitarist. All right. It's not Slash. It's pretty cool. Billy Idol's This is very cool. Do you not like Billy Idol? White Wedding. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good one. Too. He's awesome. He's great. He's very 80s. He's not Slash. Remember him in Wedding Singer? Yes. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was cool. Oh, God. What is that song? I want to hold you. Down. Remember? 
No. Julia Gulia? <laughs> Julia Gulia. Oh. Uh, the song that they sing on. old with you. Yes. They, I, was, I was just, yeah. I couldn't remember the words. Yeah. Don't look at me like I don't know what I'm talking Sandler. about. Sandler. You do Oh. All right. Top Gun. Top Gun. What if Adam Sandler was Maverick and Top Gun? Jesus. All right. All right, Max. Well, 40, 40 minutes in or however long once we're done editing. That's incredible. All right, Max. I am ready. You are ready. We've given some light facts. We'll get more facts as we go along. Let's let's just jump into the movie. Yep. And then I will occasionally say pause and we'll do a recasting. You're critical of me sometimes because I like to take the long road when I explain movies. But on a film like this, I assume that you'll give me all of the elbow room I need. Yeah, Ghost Rider, you're clear. Pattern is not full. <laughs> so this this movie starts off. The way every movie should start off. With the black screen and explanation? A black screen and an explanation, which is... I'm always in on that. On March 3rd, 1969, the United States Navy established an elite school for the top 1% of its pilots. The top 1%, Max. How many pilots are there? I don't care. Yeah. They're the best of the best. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah. But in the 80s, we really cared who was the best. And what? they say it, they say it all throughout all the movie. All throughout the movie. Yeah. When, they're, when they're playing this, right? When they're when they're showing this, you hear the boom, boom. Yeah. It's, it's ominous. It's I'm going to tell you right now, there's only one other intro that has ever got me the way this one does. And I don't, and in this one, it's less about the, cause they don't read the actual paragraph that's yeah. there. It's just the music. Are you familiar with the A-team? The original A-team, the eighties A-team? Not particularly. No. Oh my God. You just got to listen to the intro. It's like, it, it's like typing and then like gunshots yeah and then it's like in 1972 a crack commando unit was sent to a prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit these men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the los angeles underground today still wanted by the government they survive as soldiers of fortune if you have a problem if no one else can help and if you can find them maybe you can hire the A team. It's good. Ba, da, 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 da. I go Law and Order. These are their oh, stories. Oh, that's really bum, good too. Bum, 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 I know we're talking bum. about TV. I know we're talking about TV shows, but like, it's very rare that a movie, movie can, can, this, can yeah. do that. And like the opening of this movie, this soft, just like, bum, bum. hey, like what's going on? It's like, bum, 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 na, 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 na. you think they're gonna start the new one with it? I hope so because that will. I'll be. I'll be like. I'm in. I'm in for the whole ride. So they start off with that, right? And they go through the whole paragraph, and it says at the very end, today the Navy calls it Fighter Weapons School. The flyers call it goes to all black, yep. and you get this like military font, all caps. Who made that font? I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. And I certainly have never used it for our logo, <laughs> and I've never seen it before. All of a sudden, you see Top Gun. The minute you get that, you then cut to this dusk aircraft carrier. Yeah. Yeah. And Max, the whole beginning of this, you're like, I want that job. I would be happy with any. You are definitely not a fighter pilot or a co-pilot or in the in the radar area, but you could be the guy on the do- on the deck of the. I want to be the guy who spills the coffee. I want some butts. That's that's too much of a management <laughs> position. You're more the guy who dances after they like send one of the with the little cone thing. Yeah, you, you'd be, I could see you doing that. You'd be great at that. And then you get. I've actually flown a plane. Have you? Nope. Yeah. Well, did you fly a plane? Nine hours I have recorded. Allegedly. Screw you. Allegedly. (laughs) You're so mad because I put you on the hard deck. Well, because I actually can fly a plane. Hey, whatever you say. Whatever you say. The one thing. One single engine. Can I I get back to this movie? No. Thank you. Because this is the one. I'm I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry, Maverick. I didn't realize that you were a pilot. Okay. I apologize. You risk taking. I'm going to bring in my pilot's log next time. Oh, please do. Please bring in your pilot's log. I have one. I'll flush it with other logs. (laughs) Don't worry about it. My mom's a pilot. My grandfather was a pilot. I don't care. Okay. Don't compare yourself to Top Gun. You're getting red. Because it's hot in here. <laughs> it's 300 degrees in here. Max, 
They, they're getting all oh, the speaking of which everyone's sweaty in this movie. <laughs> oh, don't even talk about that. Don't bring that up. Okay. Every, yes. Everyone, yeah. every minute of the movie it's is like sweating. more coconut it's oil. dripping. More. I know. They're like, spritz them, spritz them down. So the whole, in, the whole intro, all these guys are running around. They're getting the equipment ready, the slingshot to catch the, the planes as they're coming in. How does that work? I don't know, but it's fascinating <laughs> to me. There are so many things in this movie that are literally exactly like trading places and the what? frozen orange juice where I don't understand how yeah, the stock yeah. market works. There's a lot of things in here I don't understand, but we're going to talk about them. Yep. When they finally fire up a jet and that jet takes off. And you see the back with the It like, transitions from the Top Gun theme song to Danger Zone. To Danger Zone. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's the best. Yeah. You get right into it. That song and Eye of the Tiger. I could I could listen to every minute of every day. That's what I work out to. That's the best. You have a six minute workout. <laughs> those two songs no, that you're done. That's super weird. For so two, two times. <laughs> you then get the you then get the classic military like type at the bottom. Indian Ocean present day. Yeah. What's going on in the Indian Ocean? I don't know. I, I, I love the present day. Yeah. I love the fact that it's present day. It makes me think like present day. There's something going on so you got you're immediately introduced to i think one of the best characters in the whole movie but he has stinger? a small role stinger is the best it's mr strickland from uh back to the future he is he, and by the way it's so funny also masters of the universe who do i always screw up and switch jr token no this guy? yeah token and ironside i always swap them and you always get on my butt about it and it's they're both in this movie no you always mix up uh boddicker no uh what's uh, clarence. clarence clarence yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Boddicker, Clarence Boddicker. Yeah. Kurtwood Smith. I've done the trifactor where yeah. I've swapped all three of them, but that's correct. So they're they're in the radar room of this aircraft carrier. Sweaty. Very sweaty. And what we've got, Max, is we've got some uh, visitors, some people that are where they shouldn't be. Migs. Migs. Well, we don't know right away that it's Migs. Migs 28. And do you know how hard it is for me to talk about this movie? constantly saying migs because all it makes me think of is silence of the lambs oh oh yeah i don't even think about that yeah. migs yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't talk super anymore about weird. that super. oh good <laughs> do you know the migs don't exist they're not an actual plane i don't care yeah they're real to me they're based well, on f5s apparently and they never during this entire movie identify who the quote-unquote enemy is but and they have the visors on which is brilliant it is because how the, cool are the mig's looking too with very the black. cool you can assume that it is a communist regime because of the star i think the implication it's the, russia the, made the, or russia the implication yeah all right dennis i'm yeah. sorry yeah. i have to make at least no because you're on a boat and you can't get out and so, you know yeah the implication <laughs> all right so you got lieutenant bill cougar cortell Played by John Stockwell. I think he'd be made fun of nowadays for being called Cougar. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> the only movie you would probably remember him from might be Eddie and the Cruisers. He was Keith Livingston. No, dude, he's Dennis from uh, Christine. Oh, yeah. You're a huge Christine fan. I always forget that. I was trying to pick Sorry, movies. I like John Carpenter movies. You take a deep breath <laughs> with a Stephen King twist. This could have been a John Carpenter movie. It could have. And then <laughs> Michael Myers is flying a plane. <laughs> The thing's taking over. And then you've got Lieutenant Sam Merlin Wells, played by Tim Robbins. Yep. Prior to this movie, uh, he did uh, The Sure Thing and Howard the Duck. Great, classics. Great classics. And the then Sure Thing's awesome. After this, Bill Durham. And so that's your first. Do you know that uh, Tim Robbins wouldn't actually be able to be a fighter pilot? Merlin wouldn't be able to? Because six foot five is too tall to be in those planes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That is tall. Jesus. Yeah. It's also, tall. that's why you can't be a fighter pilot. That's the only reason. Shoot. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> no, that's there. the only one. You basically are totally good otherwise. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, did they have your flight log? Did you tell them about your flight log? I did. Oh, that's they, incredible. They, they said I had flat feet. Signed you up right away. So you've got that is your one plane. And the other plane is, is of course, uh, Maverick and Goose, Tom Cruise, and uh, Edward Norton. What's his name? Edward. Ed, Ed O'Neill. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Thank you. <laughs> of course. How could we not forget? Uh, how could we forget from Revenge of the Nerds? Max, I'm all over the map. So what I really like about this, scene 
is that immediately Stinger gives you a really good sense of who these characters are. Who's up there? And the answer is Cougar and Merlin, Maverick and Goose. And immediately he's like, oh, great. Maverick and yep, Goose. You're like, oh, boy. Also, when he says that, I can't help but think Maverick and Goose. Goose, Goose and, and Maverick. Mango. <laughs> mango? Tango. No, Mango. You're good. You're good. <laughs> mango and Mash. So the first words you hear out of Maverick's mouth in this movie, you know what they are? Talk to me, Goose. Oh, that's it's the so first good. thing he says. Talk Chills. to me, Goose. So they're trying to find out if he's a single plane or if he's got a trailer. And they get into their first, I wouldn't call it a dogfight, but it's their first engagement, yeah. right? And by the way, when you talked about the orange juice trade, I have no idea what the guy in the back is doing. It's very confusing. Like he's looking around. He's, but, he's the eyes on the sky. I guess, but like. Gotta have good neck flexibility. To <laughs> apparently. See but it seems like they're like they're pilots too that kind of got short sticked. Well, it's funny. Again, I, I don't know if this is real, but this happens multiple times in the movies where the radar is showing the dots on the radar and then lies to them. And then it, if they're close enough, there's four of them. There's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also have to tell you, it's really hard for me to do this movie and not talk about hot shots because there are so many absolutely incredible tips of the hat to Top Gun throughout hot shots. One of which is when John Cryer yeah. is, what's his name? Fish eyes. No, wide eyes. Oh, what the hell's his name? Anyways, in hot shots, he's the radar guy and he sneezes and his snot hits the radar screen. And he's like, no, there's, there's one of them. And he goes, oh, and he's like, oh no, there's six of them. And a blimp, a slow moving blimp dropping down the screen. <laughs> that's like my favorite part. You love hot shots. So I much. love hot shots. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be on my list of 90s movies that we hop into really quickly. Oh, Jesus. All right. Focus on Top Gun. Sorry, Top Gun. How can you not talk about hot shots when you talk about Top Gun? You know what? I think we could easily right now do our first recasting. Okay. Because I would argue we do at least do Cougar because Cougar has no role in this movie outside. He's well, the, of the, of all the characters. He's the least significant only in character. Not as, as far as the yeah. story. Let's is, get you know? through Cougar giving his wings up because right, you get, then we know who Cougar fine, is as a person. Fine, fine. Yeah. So they end up taking on these two MIGs yep. and essentially Maverick and Goose are having fun. Yep. Cougar and Merlin are not having fun <laughs> at all. There's no shots fired. I think my understanding of this is if you lock someone in yeah. into missile targeting, that that person can hear that in their plane, which is fascinating to me because that's why that would scare them off. Yeah. So if you can get missile lock, that means they have some security system that's beeping as well and saying, look out, they could shoot a missile at you. Yep. That's, Does that sound reasonable? I guess. Yep. Orange juice. Well, yeah. Frozen orange juice. <laughs> so Maverick, this is where we get the inverted. Yep. You know, the, Was that film for real? Is that I, I don't know. Maverick scares off the first MiG. Yep. And then the second MiG is behind Cougar. And to get him to break from Cougar... He kind of messes with them. So he does this inverted 6G drop yeah. or I don't 4G max. It's all, it's yeah. all gibberish. But to you me. Get, so Cougar gets rattled by really rattled. It's really rattled. Extra so, sweaty. Yeah. They're wrapping everything up. They're having all their fun. Maverick's like, all right, I'm heading in as he's heading in. Merlin's like Cougar, Cougar and Cougar's sweating, freaking out. Looking at his daughter. And Everybody's got that photo. Yeah. Everybody that is like, you can't be in the Navy unless you carry a small Polaroid of someone important to you. You know, it'd be awesome. Maverick's got one of him and his dad. From now on, we should carry a picture of Cougar's wife and child in our wallets. It's <laughs> a really good idea. It's a great idea. You're good for one episode. That's a great idea. What a cool, what we should sell a wallet that has that in it yeah. on our store. That would be amazing. <laughs> or a necklace. Or, a or, or gooses. Or, Jesus Christ. All right, Max. Anyways, so as Maverick is approaching the aircraft carrier to land, he's contemplating we got to help Cougar, and he hits the ground and then 
pops the throttle and leaps back into the air and Stinger's mad as hell. Yep. He's sweating and smoking a cigar. <laughs> it looks like it's 200 degrees and they're inside of an aircraft carrier yeah. and he just lights up a cigar, <laughs> which I also think is great. It's very Schwarzenegger of him. So anyways, Maverick goes back, puts himself next to Cougar, guides him in so that Cougar can land. And then Cougar basically, they all get in there. Cougar's supposed to go to the sick bay. He goes to see Stinger and he turns in his wings. Yeah. He gives the speech, I'm holding on too hard. Too tight. Uh, too tight. Yeah. But it's better than what they originally thought, though. They, the people that made the movie wrote in that he died on the crash into the naval carrier. Oh, all right. And the Navy was like, dude, no, no, no. no. We, want, we want people to want to be in the Navy. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that they get freaked out like that. Yeah, he goes in. Stinger says, Cougar, you should be in the sick bay. What's on your mind? And Cougar's response, my wife and kids, sir, I almost orphaned them. I've never even seen them. I assume he means he's never seen his kid. <laughs> yeah. He's like a male, male wife. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so he leaves, gives a thanks Maverick, and then Maverick and Goose got to go talk to Stinger. Stinger's not happy. Nope. He gives one of the greatest lines in the movie which is that your ego is writing checks that your body can't cash. Is that an original quote from I, this movie? I, like, I, I'm, I'm people going, say that now. I, I say that all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's one of my favorite quotes. I'm ever. wondering, did it like originate? From I, I think so. That's awesome. It seems like it would. Yeah. I got to give you your dream job. I got. I can't believe I got to do this. <laughs> Cougar was number one. You're number two. You're going to Top Gun. Yeah. Against the best five-week <laughs> pilot school. He gets very descriptive. Like they wouldn't know what they're going to. All of it's great. Well, hold on. You skipped over another great part as he's sitting there and reading all the reasons why he hates him. The he's like, yeah, a history of high-speed passes over five air control towers and one admiral's daughter. Yeah. That That's another amazing quote. <laughs> uh, and then, then we talk about... Oh, you get the implication that his dad was a screw-up, too. The implication. <laughs> God, you got me doing it. Yeah. yeah. With a name and with a name like yours, you got to do it better than everyone else. Yeah. yeah. All these seeds of story <laughs> are being planted. Yeah. They're doing a good job. And then Max at the end, when he's like, sometime you're going to have to tell me about that uh, MIG story. Good luck, guys, or boys, or whatever. And then back to Danger Zone. We yeah. get ba- Danger Zone makes three appearances in this film. It makes a lot. Three. Yeah. Three's a lot. Yeah. We'll talk about how many that Berlin uh, Take My Breath Away makes. It's more than three, just so you know. Really? More than three. Wow. We'll get into it. Oh, wait. We can recast now, right? Yes, we can. I have your permission? Yeah. Let's recast Cougar and Merlin. Yeah. The other plane. The on the other, yeah, the other plane. So Cougar, we talked about, we got John Stockwell and Merlin. We got Tim Robbins. Uh, Max, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. I want to hear what you got. Um, for who? Uh, we'll do, I'll do Cougar start, first. Yeah, start with Cougar. I really like mine a lot. I went with Michael Bean, Lieutenant Coffee, The Abyss. That was my first pick. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Yes! Yeah. I love when we have the same pick. It's, that makes me so happy. It's really good. It is because, listen, if you think about it, he's a by-the-book guy, and he gets rattled and goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You need and someone was, who can you, snap. Yes, exactly. and, and, and I just like his look, and I also, I kind of was thinking a little bit of, oh, God, Michael Reese. Not Michael Reese. What Kyle about? Reese. Kyle Reese, thank you. Kyle Reese from Terminator. Yep. But yeah, absolutely, Mike, Michael Bain. And he looks like him, too, kind of. He does. Yeah. He does. He oh, got that man. gaunt face. Yeah. I like that. All Good right, military stuff. All right, who else do you got? Do you have any backups? Yeah, uh, I went Charlie Sheen, Bud Fox, and Wall Street. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because he freaks out at the end. How can, you, how can you put Charlie Sheen? How can you put Topper Harley in Top Gun? Just tell me that. This is younger. It him. doesn't matter. It's <laughs> Topper Harley. Yeah, but not yet. It's 86, fine, man. Fine, yeah. This is him in Platoon. This is working out. All right. All right. With a little bit of Ferris Bueller in there. I like <laughs> He's freaked Ex- out. Excellent pick. Excellent pick. Uh, of course, it's an excellent pick. It was my pick. Anyways, uh, Max, who do you have for Merlin? 
So to think about this, I thought about one thing and one thing alone. I think my favorite line in this entire movie is in the very end when he's flying with Maverick and Maverick goes, I'm getting him in closer. And Merlin, you're, like, you're what? You're going to do you're, what? You're going to do what? <laughs> like it goes out like, and it's just perfect. So I need someone kind of comedic timing. Wait, before you answer this, can I make a, can I make a quick argument? What? Merlin is the bravest person in this entire film. Yeah. He's shackled he was, up, he was shackled up with two people <laughs> who have lost their mind and won't engage and he's fine with it. So first he's, he, he goes through the shell shock of Cougar where he's like, I'm going to die because yeah. my pilots lost his mind. Then Maverick who clearly lost his mind yep. because what happened to Goose is being six, five is this his punishment for being tall. <laughs> I mean, Merlin, I think, it's just the coolest customer. I know. Like his wife gets mad at him. He's like, I got this baby. Yeah, it's good. It's all good. <laughs> Merlin's here. Abracadabra, baby. Originally, they wanted his last name to be Merlin and his call name to be Wizard. Oh, yeah. Oh, that wizard is really cool. Wizard's pretty cool. Too. All right, who do you got? Who do you got? Tell me who you got. I wanted Bruce Campbell. Ash and Evil Dead. Really? Oh, yeah. It's too over the top. Too You're reacting fun. You know what I mean? You're going to do what? And this 86 good looking young, young Bruce, yeah, 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 yeah. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's still good looking. He is. I mean, multiverse. Did you get multiverse? Yeah, he had that cameo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like it. Tell me what you think of this. Okay. Judge Reinhold, Billy Rosewood, Beverly Hills Cop. That's pretty good. <laughs> I thought you liked really that. I really like that. So I liked the like calmness and silliness. He doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. I feel like Judge Reinhold could disappear into the background really well. It's important you got to be expressive with your eyes. Yeah. And fast times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. You know, I just... <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe Kate walks into the plane. <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of people running and walking into planes. All right. I like it. I like yeah. it. All right. My, those are our first two recastings. My backup you like uh, Tate Donovan, who was Kevin in Space Camp. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, by the way, I have some space camp that makes a visit a little bit later. Nice. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Max, back to the movie. Okay. Oh, this is wow. This is dynamic. Before we jump back into the movie, now is a perfect time to break for a word from our sponsors, from our Top Gun sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. Remember when Maverick went to Viper's house to see what his options were? And the dad story came out? Yeah. Yeah. That house is beautiful. On the water. It looks like Viper had three or four daughters. That's a, that's a large house. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. He's got a mustache. Nice enough, dude. I'd like to think that after Maverick decided to be a Top Gun instructor, he moved in with Charlie and they bought a house. But Miramar, California, Fightertown, USA... It's one hell of a real estate market. Yeah, it's like her house was a million dollars. Absolutely. You got to have the right group working with you. And that's where Dolby Real Estate comes to play. They are the premier real estate group for Southeast Michigan. They can get you in or out of whatever home you need to. In 2021, $400 million in sales, a thousand homes. Reach out to Simon and his team. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you. Ask them for the Miramar special. They'll have no idea what you're talking about, but you both have a laugh about it. And then they will represent you and make sure that in this market, you're getting into your forever home or you're selling the one that's weighing you down and preventing you from getting into your forever home. Oh man, that was some good stuff. Delicious. Max, what we forgot to mention was another amazing quote about flying a cargo plane of rubber dog poop out of Hong Kong. Yep. But that's okay. It's my dream job. So as they leave the office and you get another delicious taste of Danger Zone, you get another caption that pops up. Miramar, California, Fighter Town, USA. What a name. And this is when Tom Cruise gets on that crotch rocket motorcycle of his and he is just flying and he, chasing planes. He's never been on a motorcycle before this in real life. It's incredible. And this is a Kawasaki Ninja 900, the fastest production bike sure. in, in history at the time. Yeah. Apparently when he learned he was going to get on a motorcycle, he went to the House of Motorcycles in El Cajon, California to learn and kind of like 
like become acclimated with. Yeah. Him. Yeah. I, he's, he is the ultimate method actor. <laughs> I, mean, I, I picture like a toddler when they see like a Corvette go by when he's like, yeah, when he's like looking at the plane. You'd be nice to Tom. <laughs> this movie has such a rocky four feel to it. It's yeah. a lot of actions and not a lot of talking. It's 80s. So we cut then to the classroom and this is where we're introduced to a couple more characters. This is basically where we meet all of the other participants in Top Gun. Yep. Plus the instructors. So we start off with Jester, who's played by Michael Ironside. Best and name he ever. Is the best side. He's that is the best name. He's teaching the class. This is stuff that when I rewatched it, I missed the first time. That's actually kind of cool because he initially is talking about how in Korea, there's a 12 to one ratio yep. for every one plane shot down uh, on the U.S. side. They were shooting down 12 and then three to one for Vietnam, three to right? one for Vietnam. And they said that they were becoming too dependent on missiles and they lost the dog fighting technique. Yep. And that's why Top Gun was created was to teach them how to do dog fighting. Going old school. It's the best. Top Gun <laughs> created to teach ACM air combat maneuvering. Yep. And at the end of Vietnam, it went back to 12 to 1. So Viper gets introduced, and Viper was the first to win the Top Gun trophy. The plaque in the back of the room is reserved for the graduating student and his reel with the highest amount of points. It's a very cool plaque. This is just dripping with arrogance and sweat because everybody's sweating. So as Viper's looking around the room, he looks right at Maverick and says, are you the best in this room? And Maverick's like, yes, sir. Crush enemies, see them driven for you, and hear the lamentation of the women. He goes, yes, sir. And he goes, don't you think it's a little arrogant taking into account the company you're in? And he goes, yes, sir. And Viper's like, I like that, I like that in the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Well, let's talk about Val just spinning the gold pen on his fingers as Dude, Iceman. I, he's so cool. So Val's the coolest in this movie. I watched this movie three times this week, and Val Kilmer's acting decisions are the strangest on planet earth like it doesn't i don't know who he got direction from no person acts like Iceman acts yeah but it works Iceman does. it makes no sense like the bleach the bleach blonde spikes yeah the flipping of the pen the chomp He's a, but it makes sense because you're talking about in general they can get away with anything they want with these personalities this is the one percent yeah of the best fighter pilots in the world. It's the like genius is a weird person. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The Elon absolutely. Musk. He's got kind of an Elon Musk vibe. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I guess he gave himself a backstory too that his dad never approved of any of his stuff. So he had to be perfect to motivate everything. him. Yeah. yeah. So the other cool part about this is there's just immediate ribbing. And I love Goose's reaction to the ribbing. So <laughs> Iceman looks and says, the plaque for the alternatives is down in the ladies' room. And then you get the Goose yeah. laugh, do it again. <laughs> It's terrifying. I, I regret even bringing this up because of your laugh. Yeah, but also, I mean, you get the court, you get everybody right away. You see Hollywood kind of like fixing his hair a little bit. You have Wolfman with the uh, cowboy hat. Yeah, and I'm sorry, it's so cool Val Kilmer flipping the pen with like that. Yeah, because in Real Genius, he's flipping. I, was, I knew you. Were, I was waiting yeah. for you to bring up yeah. Real Genius. It's so and cool. So then I love but the Goose is to me Goose. I love Goose's person. Goose is my favorite character in the entire movie. Well, he's a real person. He's not acting like he's a savant. And he, he looks over. He goes, "Ha! You guys kill me." No, no, no. There's two O's and goose boys. <laughs> like I just, that type of like rolling with yeah. the punches to me is great. And also you see slider with his arm around Iceman for yeah. no reason, yeah. which is weird. That's super weird. So Max, it, this scene immediately cuts to a party. And the thing I love about the party, and you may have missed this, there's a sign outside of this bar that they're going to. You know what the sign says? Animal night. Oh. I don't know what animal night is. Oh, but okay, I have no at idea. This, at your bar, you should have animal night. I'm, I'm just throwing not. it out there. And we get some amazing quotes as well. Goose and Maverick walk into this bar, and we get a, this is a target-rich environment. But you look at Iceman. Like, you look get at all- shades dude, on. Dude, he is the best. So you look around the whole bar. You have all these women. It's very officer and a gentleman. Yep. Where like- Well, you, they're all wearing their whites. <clears throat> they're dressed whites, absolutely. And you look around, and there are all these women that are like, hitting on all these fighter pilots yep. and you look at Iceman and he's got shades on and he's just drinking a Pilsner that's filled <laughs> with ice water and that's it. Just totally chill. Goose and Maverick are just 
putting back domestic beers. They, they just, like to drink for people that need to be coordinated and focused all the time. Yeah, they're having a Remember later in the movie, they're like, don't come in, hang all hungover. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so this is where you get more of a formal introduction between the two planes, the Maverick Goose plane yep. and the slider Iceman. And again, the personalities are on full display, right? Iceman is calculated. He's cold. He's eating some nuts. Yeah. And then Maverick and Goose are loose and they're just, you know, having fun. But Maverick is also ultra competitive. So it's super interesting, though, that Iceman says Cougar was a good man. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he was trying to dig him like he's done with him as a person now. Or if he oh, was, I think it was just accidental. I think, think so? I think Maverick was just confrontational. Was being confrontational. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a very normal thing that someone would say, right? Like, I, I don't think that that would be calculated. Iceman thinks about that. everything he does, man. He could doesn't be. make mistakes. Uh, could be right. I love how Goose talks about him. He's like, he bores you to death. And yeah, then you make a mistake. And make a mistake. Like, oh man. So then we get to the bet. The old bet. Twenty right? bucks. Twenty bucks. You Which have in to today's have today's money would be two hundred. I knew you'd have that. <laughs> no, I don't have. That. You have to have carnal knowledge of a lady this time, Max. <laughs> on, <laughs> on the, the on the premises. <laughs> it doesn't seem fair for you. I mean, but she's lost that love and feeling. I have to share this with you. I think I've told you this before. I did this once visiting friends in Indiana. Yep, Indiana University. Was it Kilroy's? And I don't remember the bar. Max. This is twenty some odd years ago. Yeah. No more than that and i was out there visiting a good girlfriend of mine with a couple buddies all of us from high school and her roommate was there and i just was like i'm going for it yeah and i did it and it was the most successful thing i've ever done in my life did she know what was going on she did the whole bar yeah started singing did you do the goose like slap and duck nope. thing with somebody i okay, literally i just walked up to her and said you've lost that love and feeling and i just started singing did she quote did she go like have a seat it's entirely possible she has never even seen the movie or knew yeah. what was going on she <laughs> just was impressed that i could get the whole bar to sing to her but it was great and uh uh, I never saw her again, but I loved her that night. <laughs> I miss her. I think about her all the time. Did you win 20 bucks? I did not. There's no bet. The bet was with myself. Could I not blow it? And I didn't blow it. It was great. All right, Max, back to the movie. Charlotte Blackwood. Call sign Charlie. Yep. My God. Where do we begin? So he introduces himself. There's some light banter. I'm Maverick. Oh my gosh, did your mom hate you? Why'd she name you that? Which is whatever. No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm guessing you don't like Charlie. I am not a fan of her. What? It's the only part of the movie I change. It's I, her. So the there's un- just no chemistry. Between the unintentional them. comedy is what keeps this movie going. No, it's what's hilarious no. nowadays. No, you don't enjoy that. She's three inches taller than the him? height. That, I never even noticed the height until yeah. I got older. But I always remember thinking like there's like there's no chemistry. It's all forced. Well, like when, either, did, when does Tom Cruise have chemistry? Uh, with himself <laughs> I thought in um, Jerry Maguire I thought in his 80s movies I thought in Risky Business his chemistry was great oh yeah Rebecca I thought with, with Rebecca De Mornay. I thought in All the Right Moves with Leah Thompson I thought his chemistry was great he's kind of a jerk yeah, but it worked, you know, like it was yeah. real. You believed it, not like Top Gun where you don't believe it. You're like, they're not, they don't, yeah, whatever. Yeah. They I don't hate each other. So you get the, you get the, you know, how many times have you tried this before? And he's like, Once. only twice. <laughs> She's like, well, how did it go? He's like, well, the first time crashed and burned. What about the second time? I'll tell you in the morning. Oh. Winkity wink. <laughs> Winkity. Hey, hey, hey. My name is Maverick. Can I buy you a drink, pretty lady? Well, when you look like Tom Cruise, you can get away with stuff like that. I don't know, Max. There's just... So anyways, she blows him off. He follows her to the bathroom. Super Wait, whoa, whoa, you're missing something important. Am I? Her real life date in the movie. Remember she's talking to somebody? Yes. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I do. Well, why don't you tell me? Well, because we're not at the part where he's even in the movie yet. Well, That's you... after the bathroom. No, it's before the bathroom. Are you sure about that? Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Max. Wow. Who is he? It's uh, Pete Pettigrew, who's the real life Viper. That's right. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Who's probably in his 60s, as was Kelly McGillis in this movie, so it worked out perfectly. <laughs> She's hot and witness, man. A hotness isn't the issue. There's just no chemistry. Well, then why'd you call her old? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fair. It's 
that's fair. Damn it. You got me. You got me good. So he goes to the bathroom and follows her in there. Not weird at all. Nope. And uh, after leaving the bathroom, I, do we have to talk about this anymore? Can I just recast her? Very 16 candles. Can we go to recast her? Yeah. <laughs> I want to recast her right now. Okay, let's do it. Because I want it out of the way. Okay. All right, listen, if we're going to recast Charlie right now, let's do Charlie and Stinger. You hate her so much. I do hate her. Um, Adrian or her? Jesus, that's really good. (laughs) Adrian, I hate Adrian more. That's a really good question. All right, so so Stinger is the bald commanding officer from the USS Enterprise, which is not just a play on Star Trek. Yeah, I think it's the Enterprise. I don't know if it's the USS, but it's the Enterprise. That's on his hat at the beginning, I think. There's probably some story about it. Anyways, we're going to recast both of them. We're going to recast Mr. Strickland and Sucky McSuckface, (laughs) Kelly McGillis. So Max, you're up first this time. Uh, You want to do Charlie or Stinger first? Stinger. All right, who you got for Stinger? Boddicker. I'm, I'm choosing Kurtwood Smith, Clarence Boddicker, and RoboCop. Let's go. Dick Jones. I work for Dick Jones. Because he's funny and loud and angry. It's he's perfect. perfect. And he's bald. Are you are you picking him from RoboCop? Yeah. So you're not picking him from like Dead Poet Society. He's a jerk in Dead Poet Society. Uh, how, about, how about staying alive? <laughs> the choreographer? No. Okay. All right. Because he's funny as Clarence. He's spitting. He's drinking the spitting wine. Blood. He's drinking spitting the wine blood. all weird with his fingers. Um, I think I, <laughs> Jesus, Max. Oh, that's really that's how good. I drink my wine. So James Token uh, was in Serpico, Amityville Horror, War Games, Back to the Future as Mr. Strickland. Then he did Top Gun. And then after Top Gun, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> let's not get to Lord of the Rings just yet. How can you skip what he did after Top Gun? Well, he wrote Lord of the Rings. He did. It's not, not J.R. Token. Uh, Armed and Dangerous. He was Lou Brackman. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, as you pointed out, Masters of the Universe. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. I think He's got a, a shotgun. He's going wild. Oh, Mr. Hog Strickland. Wild. Strickland. <laughs> so I picked, I love my pick on this one. Steve Kahan, Captain Ed Murphy, Lethal Weapon. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I thought yeah. he's my favorite captain. It's deep cut. I, th- I thought you'd like that. You didn't pick him for our uh, creating the perfect release force. I, I, I blew that. Why do you have to cite mistakes <laughs> I've made in previous episodes? We blew the Lethal Weapon thing we, pretty bad. You blew it. I expected you to correct me on things. <laughs> it's um, good though. Okay. So now I'm up for Charlie. I'm backup was Luke Gossett Jr. Oh, that would have been good. Chappy! No, I have to get Chappy He was offered that role, actually. I'm sure. This role. Chappy, Chappy. So I've got Charlie. Kelly McGillis? Yeah. Max, this was easy because literally any (laughs) female actor from the 80s could have done this. Took everything in me not to give it to Elizabeth Shue. Why didn't you? Well, that would have been great. You know, I have a better one. I've got a better one that I really liked. Here's why. Her and Adventures of Babysitting. Take, I know, but take Kelly McGillis. Her and the Karate Kid. Can I finish? (laughs) The role of this position, Charlie has to be, it's not even the look. Part of the reason that I didn't buy this and I didn't like it is that for her to compromise her career like that and fall in love with her student, I needed to believe it more. I needed there to be her wrestling with it a little bit and i didn't see that it was just literally like it took like one thing yeah i'm falling for you yeah really don't don't talk about the part we're gonna talk about when we get to the movie um it just didn't buy it so i wanted someone who's like a little bit colder but like who had like a sexiness to them without being over the top i'm really happy with this cloris leachman i (laughs) i went with sigourney weaver Catherine parker working girl interesting because I thought, like, this professional, this beauty, this no-nonsense. And the intensity. Yeah. Looks like she could choke you with her thighs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a super weird thing to say. That's how I want to die. Compliments of Max. Well, yeah, I know how you feel about uh, petite women and big dogs, you weirdo. <laughs> That's a throwback to last week's episode for those who are interested. Listen to Max talk about. I'm not alone. I got no arguments weird, from anybody. Weird <laughs> fetish. All right, Max. 
We got rid of Charlie and we got rid of Skinner. Got rid of, wait, no, I didn't pick anybody for Charlie. I don't even want to hear it. What do you got, what do you got for Charlie? Uh, Rebecca De Mornay uh, as DeWitt and Feds. It's because you just want to see. Cruz wouldn't be in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I think, yeah, it would be cool to have her. But they wouldn't have done it because they just come out with risky business. They wouldn't have done it again. Yeah. But she's got an intensity to her. She can be like kind of a kick button. Is Feds your favorite off the radar movie? It is. Yeah. You love Feds. It's great. It's a great movie. I Who love doesn't Feds. love it? Also, Kathleen Turner and Peggy Sue got married. Uh, she's got know it all and like, uh, she's, well, she's six foot tall. Yeah. She's kind of intense. <laughs> Don't <laughs> laugh. I hate you so much. Why are you laughing? I want you to die. <laughs> <laughs> that takes us back to the movie. Back. Max, this feels like a perfect spot, both with recasting and in the movie. So right now we just ended as far as where we were on the scenes with the bathroom and they leave the bathroom and she walks by goose 16 candles and in. says, yeah, like, Oh, your friend was wonderful. Or what's, what did she, she say? She's... Something offensively horrible. <laughs> and they, they, they call it and they call it a night and we recasted. So I think now is a great time to end part one. We'll pick up part two where they go to class the next day and Maverick learns that this woman that he just hit on in a bathroom is his instructor. So that is a perfect time for us to go to our first Buzz in the Towers fan spotlight of this two-part episode. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is brought to us by Bad Movies Rule. They are a podcast. You can check out James, Ryan, and Kurt on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and check out their TikTok, which is hilarious. These guys, I can assure you, are going to have some wild answers to the question we gave them, which is who would you recast with other 80s characters for Top Gun? They're hilarious. They're really funny. <laughs> they're and really funny. Their TikTok, the way they break down bad movies, like they'll do Armed and Dangerous, Iron Eagle whoa, 2. Whoa, whoa. Armed and Dangerous isn't a bad movie. Like that you can laugh at because like, they're uh, laughing at like the gym wear. Have, they compare Arnold to Van Damme. Just cool stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome. They are. I, I, every and, they time. Don't, and, then, and they keep their show PG too. They're like us. Swear. We're, we're more of a PG-13. Yeah, well, they do the same thing. Like you'll do full frontal every once in a while. <laughs> That's PG-13? <laughs> Jesus. In the 80s it was. <laughs> All right, well, I'm excited to hear what they had to say. So again, check these guys out. James, Ryan, and Kurt. Bad Movies Rule. On Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. Google Podcasts. And TikTok. Check out their TikTok. All right, let's so see what funny. they had to say. Man, I'm just excited that Mo and Max had us on the show. This is cool. Buzz yeah. in the Tower. Absolutely. What's up, guys? So yeah, he, cool. he asked us to, you know, I'm here with Ryan and Kurt, and he said, all right, how, how would we recast Top Gun 1986, but using 80s actors? Other than the 80s actors that were that already were, in the movie. It's already chock full of 80s actors. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Some of the biggest, most prolific ones at the time. But I was thinking about this for the last two days. And I mean, my go-to, all right, now bear with me here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course. <laughs> so you're going full-blown action. I don't know if he'd fit in the canopy, but. He'd still make the movie better, though. <laughs> he would make it better. You go Arnold and Sly, the team up that never happened. Everyone, I mean, it happened by the Expendables. By that point, no one sure. cared. But the 80s team up, I mean, the world might have split in half on its axis. Nice. If that had happened. And if Sly dies as Goose, I mean, come on. Who would be your top three, then? Our Schwarzenegger. It'd be, Schwarzen- it'd be Schwarzenegger and Stallone as Goose and David Bowie as Iceman. <laughs> I just want to see him lift what would happen to that big poofy labyrinth hair if yeah. he lifts the helmet off and oh, yeah. chomps in his face. You know what I mean? It'd be great. That's, that's nice. I was thinking David Bowie. You got to throw David Bowie in there. Yeah, why not? How can you not? And how then, like, 
you know, the, his space song as like the theme music. <laughs> oh, instead of Kenny Loggins yes. into the danger zone, we go, we're flying, we're flying. Major Tom. <laughs> Crowd control. Major Crowd control to Major Tom. <laughs> Who would you put in there? I'd make it a comedy. Oh. Yeah. And then I'd go with John Candy, uh, Rick Moranis, and Bill Murray. John oh, Candy wouldn't go. fit in the plane. I don't care. There's, put, him, put him in a C-130. <laughs> You'd have to. And you take out both seats. They, you have to be a certain size to be a fighter pilot, but I love it. Thank you. Especially made. It's got a giant bubble on the front yeah, of it. I call it top aces. <laughs> I love it. I think that would be hilarious. Thank you. Well, who would Bill Murray be? He'd be Iceman? Uh, no, I, I would make John Candy Iceman. With the bad guy? Yeah. No, 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 no. Wait, I'm so backwards. Maverick and Goose were the good guys. Yes. I would make Bill Murray the bad guy in a sense. But okay. he would be the arrogant, cocky guy. Right. Too but, cool for school. Right. Exactly. Which is everything he was doing back then. Yes. Man, I like these. I, the only other thought I had was because Iron Eagle came out. You know, we talk about bad movies on Bad Movies Rule. <laughs> sure. Iron Eagle is one of the ones we did. It came out in the same year. What if you just took Lou Gossett Jr. and Jason Gedrick and swapped them out for Tom Cruise and Anthony Edwards, and they got to do Top Gun, and then Tom Cruise had to go do Iron Eagle. Does, does yeah. uh, Lou Gossett Jr. get to hit the jukebox, though? He, do we put a jukebox you in? You still... You have to. You have you put one right next to it on the tarmac before yeah, he gets every, in the plane so he can yeah. smack it. <laughs> who put this who put this jukebox out here in the runway? I mean, come on, man. Imagine how good that would be. Hey, you know, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for having us on. And uh Buzzing the Tower is awesome. You guys rule. Thank you. <laughs> we should do a recasting like that where we were just trying to make it make ourselves laugh. Because that's your this is your fantasy recast. Like yeah. madness. You you want to do like the multiverse of madness. Would recast. you get upset if I started doing that? You do this. Okay. You've you've brought insane crap. I, I have like a serious recast and you're like, give me weird Al Yankovic. I drafted him for the comedy draft. Oh, Jesus. He's when they com- do it, it's funny. You gotta stick with what you are and who you are and what you do. They're hilarious. What do I you're, do? you're not funny. <laughs> you can't do funny well. Am I the serious? But one? you can do gold bloom really well. Yes, yes, yes. There you go. Add a girl. I would love to see I almost have Bill Murray almost made it onto one mine legitimately, but it just sucks because all of his serious performances don't take place in the 80s, so I was trying to pull from one of them and I couldn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Another big thank you to Bad Movies Rule. Guys, thank you so much for the awesome selections. Loved hearing them. Uh, Max, we're ready to wrap part one. Just a reminder to everybody, check us out on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook at Buzz in the Tower. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. Best way to support the show. And please follow and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave reviews, whatever system you use, whatever podcast player you are hooked into. Make sure you hook us up with a listen. And on that, Max, I think uh, I'm ready to go to you for final thoughts. And then we will continue include until next week for part two a single salute and i'm gonna spill your cop because i'm flying by and that leaves it to me max and i think there's only one way i could edit body's working overtime <laughs> you oiling up for the next your one? money don't matter <laughs> get that baby oil out oh my god i'm moving in slow motion all right that's enough goodbye i'll see you next week max you're still here It's over. Go home. Go.